The comeback in tech stocks this year, it hasn't exactly been a loved one. Many have argued that this is a low-quality rally, the speculative, unprofitable names leading the way, little fundamentals to back it up. But then there is the chip space, moving higher this year on the notion that chip inventory levels and demand will bottom in the first half of the year, and recovery or at least a stabilization can begin in the second half. Plus, chips are, of course, as you've heard by now, a key part of the hot new AI chat GPT story. Even if consumer and enterprise spending is in decline, Generative AI, that's creating excitement for NVIDIA and GPUs, also subsectors like memory and networking. SMH semi-ETF, that's up nearly 20 percent this year versus the Nasdaq's 10 percent gain. And NVIDIA, of course, the new big tech leadership, up 60 percent. The latest earnings, though, they do tell a bit more of a mixed story. Marvell shares lower today on a weaker outlook. But the street asks, does that guide suggest that the worst is now behind it? Not yet, at least, as you can see. Shares down nearly 9 percent. Broadcom, though, on the other hand, moving higher. Hawktan says they expect to see a, quote, exponential rise in demand for its networking chips this year as the cloud giants look to deploy more generative AI in their systems. I think it's still early innings on generative AI, but we obviously are also indicating as we are seeing a very strong and a strong sense of urgency among our customers especially in the hyperscale environment, to be to not miss out, uh, not to be late in this trend. And we have seen a lot of urgency and excitement this week. So as that continues around ChatGPT and more companies jump on the bandwagon, you could argue the market is going to be looking for more of these ancillary winners. And as a group, semis are hoping to hold up the tech space, guys, in an otherwise um, tough year, I'd say. Back to you. And Deidre, uh, we learned just this last hour that uh, Amazon is further rationalizing their real estate spend. Yeah, that's right. And you asked me um, in the other hour, Melissa, if they owned that land. They do. They bought the land in Virginia for around $200 million a few years ago. I also, there, you're looking at a shot at it right now. Remember that they are pausing construction on a certain phase that is expected to still go ahead. But I do want to point out Something that's moving in the market on the back of this news, and that is JBG Smith Properties. When that announcement came out and they confirmed to us that they're pausing, this is a stock. It's the developer on the project that you're looking at right now. Fell some 6.5%. Has come back a little bit, guys, though, because as we've clarified, um, this isn't a total stop of that construction, but it is a pause as Amazon kind of figures out that real estate footprint and how it's going to work with that hybrid work strategy that everyone's trying to figure out. There you have it now. 5% JBG Smith Properties, the developer. Absolutely. Wow. It's, it's amazing to think back just a few years to the different world in which that headquarters was identified. And <laughs> the begun frenzy, the, uh, right? To look for H, yeah. HQ2. Q2. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's if FTX was the biggest exchange to fall, Genesis, the biggest lender, Silvergate, may now represent the potential failure of the banking piece of crypto, and it kicks off a fresh new crisis in the space. Shares absolutely plunging this week after the bank said it had to delay the release of its annual report and was evaluating its ability to, quote, continue as a going concern. Now, insolvency would be a fresh crisis in this already fragile ecosystem, rippling across the sector anew, and that is because Silvergate, it has functioned as the so-called rails of crypto, 
connecting the U.S. crypto industry with the traditional financial system. So it plays a major role here and major players on all sides. They are now quickly pulling away from that infrastructure. Circle, Coinbase, Paxos on the crypto native side, JP Morgan on the traditional Wall Street side, which, yes, covered the bank, now readjusting and downgrading its rating to underweight and withdrew its price target. This all raises the question yet again, how many more dominoes are there to fall in the crypto space? And how much more money can be lost? Well, still a lot. One corner that I have watched and questioned very closely over the years is stable coins. Its entire value is derived from confidence, a belief that one circle or one tether, one USDC or one UST is worth one US dollar. Now, amid the many crises of confidence in crypto, tether, take a look. This is the largest stable coin by market cap, some $70 billion. It has shown some cracks. You can see in this chart that it has unpegged from the dollar a few times over the last 12 months. Circle has remained relatively more stable, but as we await their long promised audits, they remain vulnerable in a still very vulnerable industry. And Silvergate is just the latest to show that, guys. So Deirdre, I, I guess, I mean, if you take a look at the way sentiment has played out here, we, we know that Silvergate has been a huge catalyst for this. If there is something else, if you're gonna look at this, if there's something else to keep a close eye on besides those stable coins, how about the more established ones? We've talked a lot today about the Bitcoins and the Ethers of the world, and even they have been showing some signs that, that the relative strength that we've seen, that bull rush that we saw at the beginning of this year is starting to run out of some steam. Is this the beginning of this, or is this just maybe some churn and chop like we talked about in the last segment? Well, I think the failure of so many other tokens has kind of underlined in a way the legitimacy of a Bitcoin and an Ethereum. That's what a lot of folks in the industry would say. And remember, these are decentralized coins. And a lot of what we're talking about that is failing right now are centralized things. There's a lot of irony in that, of course. This is supposed to be a totally decentralized system. But that is why some would argue, at least the sort of evangelists would argue, that FTX and Silvergate and Genesis are all going down because at the end of the day, these are centralized exchanges or banks or lenders. Tether is that interesting one and stablecoins because, again, these are also centralized. But you could argue that they're the rails even more than a Silvergate because this is how people get money in and out of different coins. Um, as to the question of Bitcoin and Ethereum, though, Dom, to answer you directly, I think CHOP, who knows? There's so many more things that could fail in the system, but um, you would hear anyone in the space argue that at least these ones are going to be around. They could go further down, certainly. Deirdre, I'm just struck by the fact that this is really the first time we're talking about crypto kind of transferring to the real financial system. You know, up until now, we've seen an extraordinary drop of wealth without much broader ripple effects. Mm -hmm. Silvergate is a clear example of ripple effects. I wonder if there are any others. Well, again, I point back to stablecoins. These are essentially money market funds, and they hold huge amounts of short-term debt and treasury. So if they fail, that is generally pointed to as the black swan of the industry that could actually, you could see these ripple effects in the traditional financial system uh, because they are so integrated. But again, we don't really know the full extent. They have remained relatively stable, but there are huge questions. There was even a piece in the Wall Street Journal today looking at some of the um, untoward practices that Bitfinex, the company that owns Tether, has engaged in over the years. We know that it's under investigation by the Department of Justice. So this is certainly one to look at that is more integrated than any of the things I mentioned into the traditional financial system. That's an excellent point. Deirdre, thank you as always.